What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of The Casey Crew. Welcome! That's right, welcome. I know we promise each and every Wednesday we will have the podcast out, and we will. It's not going to be early, but we will get this damn this podcast out today. Yes, and it is Wednesday, That's so... Right. We made the cut. Right. And also, I just want to say thank you guys so much. Uh, we announced another live show last week. It's July 27th. And the tickets are already going. They are going. Halfway sold already. So if you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets now. It's July 27th. I know a lot of you guys were complaining before that, you know, we did it on a Monday or we did it on a Tuesday. It's hard to get a babysitter. So this time we did it on a Friday. So you can get a babysitter. Come on out. And also, there's more seating room available. So there's more seating available so get your tickets before it sells out and I just want to say thank you guys yes yes I'm so excited mm-hmm. I mean I'm excited that we're doing it at a new venue right um the other venue was fine but like you said there were probably 75 percent seats and then 25 percent standing room this venue there's more seats so I'm happy that the people that attend will be happier right and I'm glad that it's on a Friday I'm glad that it's not you know on a typical weekday mm-hmm. that would be difficult for people to come and attend and you know find childcare and whatnot so I'm happy about that but I'm always excited when we do a live show because I feel as though we get to touch and feel our listeners. There's just a vibe in the room. There's a vibe in the room when we do the live podcast. It's like one big group of friends, like everybody sitting in our living room and us chopping it up together. And that that makes me feel good. But you know what makes me feel even better? The people that travel from out of town mm-hmm. to come see us. And I'm not talking about out of town like Connecticut. Right. I'm talking about there are people that get on a plane and fly from California, Miami, Miami Toronto, Toronto, Absolutely. Maryland, Virginia. Well, the Maryland, Virginia one's probably getting their car. They probably drive but, <laughs> Yeah, but people that are really coming from out of town and we do a meet and greet every time that we do a live show. And to just be able to have someone that listens to the podcast in front of me saying, you know what, we listen to the podcast and they come as a couple and, you know, everybody shares a little bit of a story or how they relate to us or something like that. And that's, oh, that's awesome. You know, right. it's like mm-hmm. you give everybody hugs and you just, there's just a feeling of love in the room. And it just feels like everybody's sitting in my living room and that's great. Cause like when we entertain here at our house, when our friends come over, that's what it's like, you know, kick off your shoes sit down, crisscross applesauce and, you know, just start talking and having a good time with snacks and everything. And that's, that's how it feels. It's so easy. Absolutely. You know, people are like, you know, yeah, you don't like, you've never done that before. Do you get nervous or, you know, like you're on stage with Rashawn and whatnot. I'm like, no, it's like talking to our friends. Right. That's really, really what it feels like. So thank you guys. We really appreciate you. Absolutely. So again, get your tickets, sonyhall.com. Um, I know it's halfway sold out already, so get your tickets. It will sell out. And hopefully I can't wait to see you guys. That's July 27th, which is a Friday. Yes. And, you know, try to try to sign up for the meet and greet. Yeah, that's right. We'd love to meet you. Yeah, as well. we'd love to meet you. All right. So now usually I pick the topics for the podcast. So, you know, you always say, why you Debo the situation? Why you dominate so much? So, <laughs> I'm let- yeah, I like when you dominate, just not the podcast all the time. OK. All right. But yes, there is something that I would like to address during this podcast. So if What's you that? would be so kind as to let me lead, um, I'd be appreciative. 
I'd like to talk about the fact that I believe that you trust people too easily. What do you mean? Well, you have recently been very much into old school cars. Mm -hmm. And like we talked about in a previous podcast, maybe two or three podcasts ago, for our anniversary, I gifted Rashawn two old school cars. Well, one of them is a specific old school car. The other one is a car that's a 2000 something. Right. Um, But typically Rashawn buys new cars Mm -hmm. and like that's his thing. That's what he's into. But recently, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, recently he's been into old cars. And when I say old, I'm talking about 1988. Right. 95. 1990, Mm -hmm. 1995. And I am witnessing him get more excited Mm -hmm. About cars like that, cars that he was interested in when he was a kid. You know, it's kind of like when you're a kid and you're like, you see a car that passes and you like nudge your friend like, that's my car. That's my car. Right, right, right. I feel like you're into the, that's my car. That my That's my car. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you ran into a situation okay. this past week. And my takeaway my biggest takeaway i had a few mm-hmm. but my biggest takeaway was that you trust people too easily and sometimes maybe most of the time it's to your own detriment i agree i, I agree um and i'm surprised that you agree cuz usually you push back yeah usually i don't fuck with people but you know what and 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 uh this is a tough one well well, first, let me. Straight. You have to. You have to explain what right. happened first, and then we can. I I can weigh in, and you can weigh back. Okay. Well, let me let me um first, you know, correct one thing you say. I was always into old old school cars. I just didn't have the time, the patience, or the money to kind of indulge that interest. indulge in that interest. You mm-hmm. know, I was always into it, but I just didn't really know. Like I love the cars, but I. And we don't have the garage space. We, we, yeah, we don't have the garage space. We, we have a we big ass garage, garage yeah. but we still don't have the garage space right. for you know, what you want. At the time, you know, I just, I know what I like. It's kind of like, you know what you like, but you don't know what it's going to cost. I'm not very handy. That's the perfect word. I'm not very handy. You know, you asked me to change the doorbell one time. I almost burnt the house down. Like, yeah, I'm not expl- very handy. Exploded. The, the doorbell exploded, you know. No, no, no. You're, that's not even a good description of how little you are handy. Like you won't even put a nail in the wall to hang a picture. No. If I ask you to do that, you will respond by telling me, call somebody to do that. I work too hard. Right. Like you can't hang a picture? I no. work too hard. No. <laughs> call somebody to do that. I mean, I, I, I just, <laughs> I, I know myself, I will fuck shit up. Like I can't find a beam. I, 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 <laughs> I don't know what a stud is. I just, yeah. I just don't. I'm you not, definitely can't measure. I'm just not. You I'm, definitely can't no, measure. I'm, I'm it will not, be off center like me. a mother trucker. But it's just, it's just not me. Like even uh-huh. with certain things, I just don't do it. Like I don't change a flat tire. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I know the concept. I can take this, but I, I don't do it. I don't do it. And you don't want to be bothered. I don't want to be bothered. That's. I think that's the appropriate answer. Well, I just don't want to be bothered. <laughs> I don't that's the truth. Uh-huh. So um, when I started getting into the old cars, um, there was a car, a couple cars that I wanted to get and they were kind of on my wish list and, and I wanted them and, and you actually got them for me mm-hmm. for our anniversary. You know, one was a, a SLR McLaren and the other one was an old 
BMW 850. Mm -hmm. And both those cars were cars I wanted when I was younger. One, you know, I was in, I was a kid and I used to hang the, the pictures on my wall. The other one, when, you know, when I got out of college, I just wanted those type of vehicles. I was just into it. So I just started doing homework. You know, I, I, I bought an Impala and the Impala is several years old. And I just started liking cars. So I created a, a car page on Instagram that was just about cars, mm -hmm. not, not about music, not about anything but cars. And I would just talk about the cars I like, cars I hate. And this was my fun place. Like so many like minded people would hit me and we would just talk cars all day long. It got to the point where. Some days I would, I would look on my phone and I would be on my phone for eight hours just talking to people about cars. Right. No music. Right. No who's the best rapper. No gossip. It's just what do you think about this car? What do you think about that car? And, and it was, tell people what the Instagram page is in case they're interested. It's called Cars to Envy. Cars to Envy. Yeah, Cars okay. to Envy. Mm -hmm, so, go ahead. so that's that's what my 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 passion was. Like I was like, this is fun, you know. And I'm just looking at everything from old cars when you were kids to futuristic cars, all type of cars, and I really enjoyed it mm -hmm. to the point where you know, car shops would hit me and they were like, "Yo, I really love this page," you know, this that and the other. So I would go back and forth with car shops. Hey, I'm looking at this car. What do you think about this? And car shops would hit me back, you know, because they're into cars. They do this. They mm -hmm. do it for a living. And it's like anything else. You want to ask the people that do it for a living. Hey, what do you think about this Benz? Oh, well, you know, that Benz is, you know, has a lot of problems. I wouldn't get that. What do you think about this Lexus? And these are all old cars. Oh, that Lexus. Like a Lex Coupe. Like, I'm waiting for you to tell me that you want like the old school Lex Coupe from when we were in high school. I, I never really liked Lexus. So I, I'm, I'll never. Yeah, but the that. Lex Coupe was like Coupe. something special yeah, it, it back was. then. You it know, was. that was like a dream car back it, then. Like it one day was. I'll own a Lex Coupe. Type, it definitely was. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. It definitely was. So those are the I was into cars. So uh, this, you know, so every time I would see a car that would pop up either on Craigslist or on eBay or on one of these sites, there was a couple of car people that would always hit me that I would have a conversation with, like send them a picture. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? So, you know, one guy I kind of became a little trustworthy with. We would speak through DM every day just about cars. Mm -hmm. Just about cars. Seemed like a good dude. And a good person. He, Seemed like it. And he owns a car shop. Correct. So he his business is to fix, say, like old school cars. Yeah, they restore cars. They, you know, right. uh, put exhaust and, you know, mm -hmm. upgrade cars. That's that's what they that's what they do. Uh-huh. So um if they seen a car, they would send me a picture of this. Hey, this is a good price. You might look at this. And I would do my homework. There was like a rapport. Exactly. Right. We'd mm -hmm. go back and forth. I mean, it, it got to the point where, I mean, you were mad about this, that I had them come to the house. Yes. To look at one of my cars to see how much it would cost to fix. Right. And you were mad. You was like, you don't even know this person. And you invite him in our house. You know, why would you do that? And I was like, well, we, we speak, we talk. And he seemed trustworthy. Well, that was the first red flag. Mm-hmm. This is a person that you don't know. Correct. That you met through Instagram, ultimately. Correct. And communicate with through DMs. He wasn't recommended to you by anyone. Right. So there's no person in between. There's no person vouching for him. He can legitimately own a car shop, but he could also be a psycho. That's true. true. That is true. And I have a problem with you forget about just inviting someone into our home. It's more so you telling people where we live. That's not information that someone should know just based on the fact that they've been communicating with you about cars 
on Instagram. Right. No, no, yeah, absolutely. But you right. invited him over. I did. You did not tell me. That is true. So I didn't I didn't get to speak my piece or say whether I thought it was a good idea or not. Next thing I know, there's someone here and you quickly explain the situation and I'm like, Yeah, this isn't this isn't a good idea. You right. don't just invite random people to our home. Right. No, no, you're absolutely right. And I did because there you was trusted him. I trusted him and you know, there was so many people that would talk about his shop and say that his shop did good work so I said okay I said all right he came over he, he looked at the car and, and told me what he thought the you know the car needed and that was it and then he went on his merry way right mm-hmm. um fast forward a little bit so and let me just ask you um, yes I didn't ask you this before what was your impression of him when you met him in person um fine I, I, I really didn't have an impression now when, when people come and they give me prices for something I never trust anybody's word. I always get a, a couple of, you know, I need two or three people to come here and say of what course, the price is going to be. Nobody just buys anything from the first place that Absolutely they see it. And it's and it's like, you know, I always look at it like I have to do Unless my homework. Unless it's like clothes or something. Right. But whenever prices are competitive, when it comes to service of any sort, you always compare prices. Right. And most people pretty much make a decision based on who does the best work and you weigh it against who's giving the most competitive prices. Correct. And people will make a decision based on the balance that they find between those two factors. Right. And, and, and when he came, he came with his wife and um, they seemed cool. They, you know, and it was just, it was funny because, you know, he had to ask his wife to buy cars. And I was like, that's funny. You know, when I, before I buy a car, before I want something, I got to clear it through gear. So it was cool. So they left. They, 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 he told me he would write me up and tell me how much it would cost to fix the Impala. He looked at it and everything. Cool beans. So now fast forward. So on this page, sometimes I tell people a type of car that I'm looking for. So I guess somebody posted a car, one of the cars that I was looking for, which was a 1988 BMW M3. Mm-hmm. All right. Now with the, the, the M3, they put it up for sale and I guess people seen it and tagged me. Right. They also tagged the individual. Because both of you are into collecting cars. Correct. Okay. So when I seen the tag, the first thing I did was I, I snapshotted a picture. I sent it to him and I sent it to a, a couple of people, a, a couple of different car guys and said, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think this would be a good buy? Do you think this would be a good buy? Mm-hmm. And... I'm not, I don't remember what he said, but it was very short. I remember you saying that. And usually his answers are, oh, it's this, this is a, this type of car. It's like it's detailed this, responses. Details. Even if he didn't like it, it would be like, oh, no, nah, this is not that. You shouldn't do this. A you detailed do explanation as to why he doesn't like so it. So this one was kind of short. Uh-huh. Meaning like, uh, like kind of like one of those, like, eh, I don't know. So I was like, okay, cool. I said, well, like maybe. why the brush off? Right. So, I, But I still was like, well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's not that type of car. I said, okay. So the guy selling it, he went through a broker and the broker hit me again and said, sent me more pictures. Well, explain that really quick. Okay. So the, there's a person that's selling the car. Mm-hmm. He owns the car. Correct. And he's not selling it himself. He's selling it through a broker. Correct. Okay. I'm just, I'm kind of fine tooth combing this because when you explained it to me, I had to ask a bunch of questions that's to make how. sure that I was clear. Go okay. Ahead. So now the broker sends me more pictures of the BMW. So I'm like, oh, this looks like a really great buy. Mm-hmm. So I send more pictures to the guy that came to the house that I'm, you know, asking his advice. Mm-hmm. So he responds this time. I purchased it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hmm. 
So I'm confused. I'm like, huh? He goes, oh, let me rephrase. I'm in the process of buying it. So I was like, whoa. I was like, you didn't say it the first time I sent you a picture. But I was like, all right, cool. Like we've been going back and forth. I've been sending you pictures. Exactly. So a I'm bunch like, of pictures asking you questions. You kind of made it seem like, eh. Right. It's all right. So I'm like. And now when you finally respond with something of any meaning, you're telling me that you're buying it. You're okay. But I'm like, cool. I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right, maybe, maybe this is the game. I said, all right, no problem. So now the wholesale hits me back and says, hey, do you want this car? So I'm like. What do you mean the wholesaler? That's the wholesaler. The guy that's selling the car. He's called the, the wholesaler. Broker. The broker. I'm sorry. Yeah. I said wholesaler. The broker. The broker. The broker. He, he calls you and says what? He says, Are you, uh, do you want to buy the car? So I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'll buy it. But I thought it was sold. He goes, no, it's not sold. He was like, the car is yours if you want it. And I'm like, okay, sure. I'll take it. So now the broker says, I just want you to know that people are hating on you. So I'm thinking to myself, well, who's hating on me? Who even knows that I'm trying to buy this car? So the broker tells me, well, this guy, do you know him, said this and forwards me the message. Now, the message, which was kind of foul, and I was very, very, very surprised because I was like, this is the guy that was going to fix my cars. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he's saying these things really, really bothered me. So when I read the message... The message says, he was like, hey, I want to buy the car. And he says, you know, I, I don't know. I, I got to figure it out. So now the guy says, tell Envy to kick rocks. So the broker says, laugh out loud. He's definitely on my back. He goes, bro, that man's been bothering me for months now. Sent him few cars, has had me waste so much time on, on him and nothing. So now I'm kind of upset. And I'm like, damn, like. How are you going to kick my back in to buy a car when I was actually going to fix my cars through you? Right. So now this is Saturday. Saturday night, I have a club. So I tell myself, you know what? I'm going to go get this car. I said, I'm going to go get this car. So I DJ. I leave the club and drive straight to Boston because the car was in Boston. <laughs> uh-huh. So, so now, now, if you could really think about it, I DJ the club from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. I get on the road. Now, the driver that I usually use when I have long-distance parties or long-distance shows had a birthday. It was his birthday. So, he couldn't drive because he was drunk. He, you know, he, went, you know he, was, he was celebrating his birthday. So, I had to leave the club at 4 a.m. in the morning and drive to Boston. Drove to Boston. Paid for the car. Bought the car. Had to rent an auto transport from U-Haul. Mm -hmm. Had no idea how to hook up this auto transport. Remember, I tell you, I can't hang a picture. <laughs> so I had no idea how to hook up this auto transport. Mm -hmm. Figured it out, pulled the, the, the BMW on the auto transport and tried to tie it down because they have straps. I thought I strapped the car down, on, paid for it and then drove back. On the way back because of the traffic on a Saturday, it took six and a half hours to get back on the road. Mm -hmm. When I finally got back, I realized that the straps came off and the car could have flipped off the auto transport. It could have been all bad. But I got You should have never trusted yourself. So you trust too easily. Yeah, right. You even trusted yourself too easily no, to strap right. that car down. No, you're right. Because, yeah, I would have, I would, if I were you, I would have definitely second guessed myself. You're right. But I got that car back and. It really bothered me because 
you know, I got the car back and I paid for the car. The car's in the garage. I drove the car in the garage. I was happy and I was excited about it. But what really pissed me off was here's this guy kicking my back in who has all these clients. And I'm like, if you could kick my back in to buy a car, to purchase a car, to try to outbid me or to get behind me to get this car before I did, I can't trust you with my business. Of course you can't. Because you're not an honest person in my eyes. Mm -hmm. You're not somebody that I want to do business with or that I want to deal with. I mean, that's just so clear. So, so you're right. You know, maybe I had too much trust in an individual, but, you know, I just felt like, I don't know. It's, it's like when you talk to people, sometimes you, you, you think that you get an honest feeling from them. And, and, and I was wrong. What I don't think that you really realize in this world is that people, in my opinion, it's just my opinion, people are ultimately self-motivated. Right. I don't think that people are really concerned in general with the greater good. I think that most people look at a situation as how can this situation benefit me? And not to say that they're not concerned with other people, but if it's a joy, a choice between other people and me, most people are going to choose me. Right. Whereas I don't know. I think with me, the way that I look at the world, I really do look at the greater good. Right. You know, and I like to think that I think about others before I think about myself because seeing other people happy genuinely makes me happy right. or doing something nice for someone makes me feel good. Like um, today I went shoe shopping mm -hmm. and there was this girl, she was really, really thin mm -hmm. and um, she was trying on a pair of shoes and the shoes had like maybe five buckles going up the leg mm -hmm. and she just wanders over in my area and she said, how do you think these shoes look? And I said, I love the shoes, but they don't fit your leg properly because your legs are so thin. So they looked a little gappy and baggy. So I said, come here. So she came over and I unstrapped the buckles so that I could make it tighter to see if it would fit any better. It didn't really work, but she said to me, she was like, this is crazy. I said, what do you mean? She was like, I just never thought that people like this existed. Like right. you don't know me and I asked your opinion and you're here buckling my shoes. And I just stopped for a second because, and Madison was with me and I just had a little moment and I'm thinking to myself, wow, this just feels so normal to me. Do you know what I mean? But I just don't think that most people really care about others above themselves. Right. I do think that people can be thoughtful and can be considerate, but not to their own detriment. Right. You know, and, and, and you're absolutely right. You know, and I didn't even tell you this part. You know, I got a message today and the message was just like, they suing you, bro. I was at that auto place today and I overheard them talking about you, talking about suing you for defamation and talking ill about your wife, just giving you a heads up. So I was like, OK, let them sue. I, I didn't. Defame nobody. All I did was tell the truth. He mm -hmm. says, no, I don't know them. I just overheard it. I just wanted to give you the heads up. But I am so glad that everything came out because I would never want to give them my business. And you probably would have. I definitely would have. And it's a shame I'd have given them three cars. Yeah, it's a shame for him. And, you know, 
Karma has a way of turning around and biting people in the butt because clearly he wanted your business. He made his way all the way over here to look at the cars. And, you know, you guys spent time again developing this rapport and conversing and exchanging information and whatnot. So clearly... He wanted your business. Absolutely. And with you, not for nothing, you'd be a great client to have because you are interested in collecting. It's not like you have one car and you're just going to have that one car worked on. I think that you're the type of person that might be like a lifetime client. But you have to vet someone. Right. Hold on. Who is it? Right. But the fact is. We're, we're talking, baby, Lundy. Little, you little munchkin, didn't I tell you that Daddy and I were going to be busy for about an hour? And I even gave you a little clock so that you could see what an hour looked like. Okay, come back, baby. Close the door and we'll come. We'll come get you in a, a second, okay? okay? Go watch munchkin. TV. Almost time to go to sleep, too. What? Yeah, go ahead. But, you know, it, it no, just... I was saying that, you know, you have to vet someone. And for him to be so self-absorbed, mm-hmm. to think that, you were just going to hire him to do the work. Yeah, without doing my homework. Without doing your due diligence. Absolutely. Is crazy but you, to me. But you know what, though? The, the good part about that is everything has a, has a great line. And when I heard he sued me, I was like, oh, try your best. Like, come on now. I'm, I'm I speaking mean, my honest. Ridiculous. And I have all the texts and everything. I'm not worried about that and all the DMs. But the best thing about it is so many other people came out and and told me this story and just called for advice and say, I don't want anything. I just want to just help. I see your situation. I'm into cars, too. And that's what it's all about. That's what I that's what I created that page for, for like minded people to talk about things that we enjoy. Right. That's why we do this podcast to talk about relationships and people who are in relationships, good, bad or and ugly. People that want to be and in want to be in a relationship to understand what we got out through. of a relationship. Exactly. Right. That's the reason why we do this. Not for anything else. That's why we love doing the live shows. That's why we love talking to you guys. That's why we love, you know, putting our lives out there and telling y'all everything, because we want you to know, like, shit ain't perfect. You know, we try to express everything the way that we can so you understand, like, damn, my my relationship ain't the only one that's fucked up. That shit is kind of fucked up, too. <laughs> you think our relationship is bleeped up? Yeah, it's a, I mean, not bleeped up, but not perfect. <laughs> what? But not perfect. But you're right. <laughs> I mean, perfect doesn't exist. Exactly. I don't know any... I mean, it's funny because we throw around the word perfect a lot, mm-hmm. you know, in society, but... And I mean, I, I'm guilty of it, too. Like, mm-hmm. I throw that word around... Um, occasionally and not referring to relationships just referring to other things and realistically there's nothing in this world that's perfect absolutely you know except god but aside from god God, there's nothing in this world that's perfect absolutely not but yeah you're right and and i i go through a phase where you know i talk to people and i trust people too easily when it comes to things and you're right i i should have ran it by you i didn't and but Next I, time it will be different. I feel as though it's a common denominator with you. Like you, this isn't the first time that we've had a conversation about an outcome that resulted that way because you trust people too quickly. It's like if someone is just nice and seems to have a nice personality and, you know, I don't know, appears to be trustworthy in your mind they're trustworthy and they're not capable of doing anything to disappoint you. And you've been disappointed, but yet you still walk down that path. Right. 
You know, because you think people are better than that, and you realize everybody's pretty much the same. There's grimy people, there's clowns, there's bozos, there's fuckboys, and every once in a while you do get, you meet an honest person, but is you think sometimes that you try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I'm not even saying that just based on the fact that you invited him over to look at the cars. I'm saying that realistically, based on the fact that you were surprised at how he behaved and that he tried to, like you said, go behind your back mm-hmm. to purchase the car. And he tried to bleep talk you to yeah. the broker. Keep and, mm-hmm. you know, he's sending these nasty texts and he's telling lies and he's doing things of that nature. My reaction is rooted in the fact that you are surprised right. by that. Yeah. I just, I just things did. don't surprise me about people. I guess you're right. You know, I guess you're right. But I, I think mean, that I've just experienced so many people that have done disappointing things that, and I don't want to say that I expect the worst because I'm not a pessimist. I just think that I'm a realist. Mm-hmm. I think that I try to see everything that happens in front of me for what it is. Right. And it could be good or bad. And I try to see the beauty in people and I enjoy seeing the beauty in people. And um, I do think that people are beautiful. Absolutely. But I am, it doesn't mean that there's a mask over my face to the fact that people are also flawed. Right. Absolutely. And and I just want to say that, you know, I learned my lesson. You know, some people are, have great hearts and some people have money in their hearts or, or they see th- you know, through green eyes and, you know, I learned my lesson anyway. Well, I'm glad anyway, 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 but you're right. Next time I will go through you and, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that you have to go through me. I'm just saying that you have to be a little bit more realistic. Mm-hmm. Like you're surprised that this guy is going to go and try to get the car that he wants for a good price and try to outbid. Like he doesn't know you. He doesn't owe you anything. Right. Why would he be concerned for you and your welfare? No, you're right. He wouldn't. He's concerned about his own. You're right. And that is not surprising. But yet you were surprised. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. Well, lesson learned. All right. You got an email? Yeah, let's go to the email of the week. Now, um, Dear Gia and Envy. Let me first say I love your podcast. Thank you. My man and I both tune in to listen to what you guys share. Right now, I stand in need of, of advice. I've been talking to my man for two years now. In the beginning, after a few months, it was obvious he played plenty of games. So I really didn't focus my attention on a relationship. I got to the point where I would have been okay cutting relationship and friendship with this person. It took it to get to that point for him to decide that he wanted to take this relationship serious. So now we've been in this relationship for a little less than a year. We have had ups and downs moments because of early on dishonesty and him being untruthful about additional relationships. However, these past months have been great. Now, at this point, we've been on a good path for a while. He's been talking about marriage and me moving to be with him. I have a problem and feel uneasy about this whole situation because I have not met his family, his kids or really anyone close to him. I'm a secret and he insists it's not that way. I have children. He's met mine and my family. I was open to it because he has on many occasions mentioned the introduction to his kids and family. But the plan of it happens, comes and goes with new dates. I feel like he's ashamed of the relationship and he has no intentions of interacting happening for reasons I can't understand. 
but left to assume because he comes with excuses of why every time is a failure. I can't understand how, how you can say you want to marry someone when they have never met your children or your family. If I was materialistic, I would be fine, but none of that mattered to me. The situation feeling like a secret or that he's ashamed of our relationship does. Am I being a fool and turning a blind eye to the truth by staying and him stringing me along? Am I wrong in feeling this way? Am I wasting my time? Should I walk or should I stay? Okay. What do you think, baby? I want you to lead with um, this one, actually. I mean, he's hiding you for a reason. Um, it's been two years and I understand, you know, not wanting to introduce you to your kids. I understand not introduce you to your family right away. Maybe he just like, you know, I, I want to see where this goes. But after two years, yeah, I feel like enough's enough. Like you should be at a point right now. If you're talking marriage, you should be meeting the kids or if not an introduction to the kids, he should be meeting your family. You know, you should be meeting the family. It should be christmas time or thanksgiving time yes you should be if marriage is the conversation he's hiding you for a reason now the reason i don't know maybe you're uh, one of many you know and i just don't want to throw that out there but i'm just being honest and i know as a guy this guy code and i shouldn't but i'm just being honest like yes if you're talking marriage yes absolutely you should be introduced to the kids and the family i mean i think that people take the idea of marriage too lightly right mm-hmm. now. And I'm not talking about the emailer. I'm talking about her boyfriend. Right. Um, marriage is supposed to be a lifelong commitment. Correct. And I think that in order to make a lifelong commitment, not only do you have to spend sufficient time with a person, but you really need to be engrossed in who they are and in their lives as a whole. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, I know his favorite color. We spend a lot of time together. We have great sex. There's good chemistry. We have fun together. Not those things that you just check the boxes as you go down a list of things. You really should at least be on a path where you're beginning to feel at one with right. the person. Like, you know, I don't want to say everything, but almost everything about them. And it's like, I mean, it might be a little cliche, but you kind of feel like they're your soulmate. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right. And it's hard to say or to be able to claim that you're engrossed in another person's life if you have not met their family. Right. The idea of marrying someone where you haven't met their parents, their siblings, their children is utterly ridiculous. It's not even something that should be entertained. It's actually laughable Mm -hmm. when you think about it. Really, I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with you, but I don't know about 50% of your life. Correct. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. So it just... I think that he must care for you in a way to even discuss the idea of marriage. I just think that he may be a little clueless Uh and a bit of a novice because he's taking marriage so lightly. And I don't think that he's understand understanding the, the depth to which you have to know someone and mm-hmm. love someone and be all entangled and entwined with that person in order to even consider marriage. So I think that he, I, I wouldn't doubt that he loves her right? and that maybe he does want to marry her. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that he really understands what marriage 
is. Correct. And that type of person is a dangerous person to make that type of commitment to or to take that step with. Right. Because it's like it's like a red flag. It shows you where you know, the mind space that he's in. Mm-hmm. And if he's in that mind space, then you kind of can look at it as a setup for all types of other things to go wrong because he just doesn't get it. And I don't think he gets it because I don't think it's the matter of he doesn't get marriage. I think he, and this is going to sound crazy. I think it's, he's hiding her for something. But let me ask you a because question. Because if he was. I heard you say that. Mm-hmm. Let me just say this, babes. Mm-hmm. If he's hiding her, right. then why even bring marriage up to, to her? Maybe. She's not bringing it up. You know, in this it email, she's along. not saying that, you know, I want to get married. That's like my ultimate goal. Right. And he's saying, yeah, 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 we're going to get married. Yeah, 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 we're going to get married. Give it a year. Give it six months. Give it another two months. Yeah. Okay, we'll start talking about it. Okay, we can start making plans. All right, let's 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 get some dates. Like, no, he's not saying these things to please her because she's given him an ultimatum or she's pressing him. It seems to be... Something that he's offering. Right. It could be to string her along. It could be the fact that, you know what? Maybe maybe she's one of many. It could be. And the fact that, you know what? I need to keep her there. Keep her comfortable. Keep her satisfied. With me saying this, she thinks I'm the one and she'll sit. I'm just saying that is an option. Or maybe Mm -hmm. it could be the other way. It could be, Mm -hmm. hey, this is what I want. And maybe I, I just don't understand the definition of marriage and what I want. That could be it too. But my gut of gut say she's one of many and it's like, you know what? He's saying something to keep her complacent. He might be saying something to five of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. He might be saying all that, but it's just weird that we've been in a relationship for two years and you haven't met my kids. And you have not even my kids. You haven't met. Let's say you don't want to introduce the kids right away, but you you haven't met. never want to introduce the kids right away. I think that after dating someone for one year, if you're dating serious and seriously and that's someone that you're thinking about a future with, I think after a year, after you've come to that conclusion, that's an appropriate time to introduce someone to your children. I agree. Two years is just ridiculous. I agree. I mean, two years, two years is, is a little ridiculous, especially when you're talking marriage. When you're talking marriage with like you're setting this up for future. That's a lot. You know what I mean? That's you might even t- want to introduce introduce your potential fiance to the mother of your child. Right. You know, like at that time, like right. if this is if this is the person that's going to be your sidekick for life, like you introduce that person to everybody. I agree. I agree, and not just when you decide that you want to marry them. You would realistically introduce them to your family before then, right? So this is I, I don't know. I think he's acting suspiciously. You may be on to something, right? Um, I just don't want to jump to that conclusion. I'm not jumping, but if, I tried to go like the more positive route, right? But that's the first thing that came on my mind. Mm-hmm. If I'm just being honest, so if I was you, I would I would tell him I want to meet your mother. Don't say kids. Keep the kids out of it. I don't. I, no, no. I, I want to meet your mother because it might be something different. Maybe I'm way off. And, no. And, I don't know. Like I I have a problem. How do I put it? I have a problem with telling people to do things that I feel they should do. That they should do on their own. Okay. Without any prompting, without me priming them to do it, without me giving them, you know, a nudge in the butt. And until you do it, I'm just not moving. But but or I'm moving on but in see, a different direction. I don't wanna 
say something and, and I'm totally wrong because it could be this and maybe I'm wrong. But let's say let's 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 paint this scenario. You know, I'm a man of scenarios. Let's paint this scenario. Right. <laughs> OK. Say I'm black. Really? No, well, I am black. But say I'm black. There you go. My family's black. OK. And this girl I'm dating is white. OK. And and this is a lot in a lot of families. Mm-hmm. They or, or let's say I'm white. Let's say I'm white. Mm-hmm. And the girl you're dating is black. The girl I'm dating is black. Uh huh. And I know my parents might not approve of me having a black girlfriend. Okay. So I might not want to bring her home because I might not want that feeling of as Of course, yet. right. So maybe that could be a reason if we're painting scenarios. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't want to say he's a piece of shit and he got five girls. I, I don't want to just say <laughs> okay. that. So it could you're be other it can scenarios. Be other things. So that's why I'm saying if that was the case, she should be like, I want to meet your mom. You know, regardless if she likes me or not. No, I want I to look her she, in the no, eyes. But I don't think, you don't think so? even if that is the scenario, why should she have to say, I want to meet your mom. Take me to meet your mom. That's true. I mean, he would be able to reasonably take for granted that his girlfriend of two years would expect to meet his mother. Right. So me telling you to do it, it takes all of the sincerity out of the gesture to take me to meet your mom. Right. You did it because I told you. So now it means nothing. It means nothing. Yeah, true. You know, if it's my birthday and... You don't buy me a gift mm-hmm. and midnight strikes and you give me a kiss on the lips and you're like, happy birthday, baby. And there's no gift. And then I'm like, all right, well, maybe he has something, you know, planned for lunch or for dinner and he's going to surprise me then. And lunch and dinner comes and you have no gift. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, by midnight, I'm like thinking to myself, all right, well, he didn't care enough for and let's say let's take for granted that he can afford it and it's not a financial issue and then I'm thinking to myself well okay well he didn't buy me anything and let's say I take it so far as to say you know what babe I just think that it's a little strange it's my birthday and there's no gift or you didn't take me out to dinner or whatever and then he's like oh really all right well you know what let's go out to dinner tomorrow or you know what tomorrow I'm gonna run to the store and I'm gonna buy what do you want it's like you know what Nothing. I got you. Nothing. And then if he came home with a pair of shoes, I would either take them back, mm-hmm. give it back to him, mm-hmm. or put, bury them in the back of the closet. It right. would mean nothing to me. Got you. In this world for me, and this isn't just in this situation, this is for good things. This is also for bad things. For me, almost everything boils down to intention. I got you. What is your intention? You know, I'm not going to go into it, but um, someone did something where I was involved and it wasn't so nice recently. And Madison said to me, you know, you're not upset with that person. You're not mad at them. And I said, no. And she said, why? I said, because from what I can understand in the situation, this person just didn't know any better. Right. You know, they just didn't know. It wasn't their intention to be malicious or crude. They really just didn't know any better. Right. And because of that, I forgive them. I don't even know that I would even have to forgive them. I understood that from the get-go. So it never even impressed upon me in a particularly negative way. Gotcha. Because I knew that, they couldn't even help themselves, right, right, right. you know? So I'm just, I'm just a person that looks at people's intentions. Right. And, and I understand that. And, and, I, and intent is everything. 
But, you know, in this situation, I tell you what my gut feeling is and what I think, you know, and I hope I'm wrong. I'm, I'm, I hope I'm absolutely wrong. I hope you email us later and be like, you were wrong. Da, 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 da. I hope that at all. But that's my first thing that I thought. So moving on, what do you suggest that she do? I mean, I, I'm different than you. I, 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 I suggest that she asks. I see. I don't I don't believe in jump, jumping to conclusions like ask. I, like, how come I haven't met your mom? I want to meet your mom. And well, then, and then I let him say. I think asking is fine. Yeah, then let him say at that point. I wouldn't put his back up against the wall. Right. No, no, not put it back. But ask him. And then let him say, well, you know, my mom doesn't like black people. Or my mom doesn't like white people. My mom, I don't think my mom would like you. No, my, yeah. Or I don't think my mom would like you. Like, give me a reason. Like, don't don't play with me. Like, you know, we're, we're at an age where I want you to play with me. Give me a reason, you know. And, and don't play no games. Okay, well, we meet my mom May 30th. No, well, how about this weekend? I mean, I think asking, like, I think that that's a first step. Right. Maybe sitting down and having a conversation, a heart to heart, where she expresses, I mean, I'd be a moron not to notice that I haven't met your children. Uh-huh. I haven't met your parents. I haven't met any other members of your family. You make plans for it to happen and then they get canceled or delayed. It's a constant pushback. I'd like to know why. I'd like to know why at this point, you know, I can meet them. I don't have to meet them. You know, it's going to play out how it's going to play out. But before we can move forward in this relationship, I need to know why. Right. And then I would have that conversation. But I think that she has to be stern. But all I know is that I wouldn't be interested in meeting them if it wasn't his original idea. If I had to plant that seed then I wouldn't want it. Right. I don't want anything that I have to ask for. No, absolutely. I really, I, I really don't. I don't want anything that I have to ask for. If you don't feel it in your heart to do for me or to show me that you love me or to take certain steps that I, that I expect you to take, then I don't want it. Absolutely. Well, let's get to another email a week before we get up out of here. You anymore. are suggesting another email? Yes, this is a quick one. All right? uh, uh, her name look is- at you, you're growing. Are you stupid. In a minute, I'm going to be growing. But anyway. I cannot. Here's Alex. Now, Alex says, good morning. I guess she emailed in the morning. Hey, Alex is a female? Yes. Okay. I'm a new listener to your podcast, and I absolutely adore what you both have done with your platform. Welcome, Alex. I love your family's dynamic, and if I ever have a family one day, I hope my family turns out to be as great as yours. Thank you. Now, my name is Alex, and I'm 25 years old, and I have never been in a serious relationship. I always find myself wanting more with the guys that I talk to, but never get to that point. Not to toot my own horn, but I'm loyal, loving, fun to be around, attractive, and have had uh, and have a great head on my shoulders. I do have a few flaws, but who doesn't? She doesn't say what her flaws are. It doesn't matter. So my question is, what do you guys think the issue is? Is it me? Is it the guys I'm interested in or what? Please help. What do you think? I think that that's far too general of an email. Okay. I have zero feedback because she describes herself as a winner. Uh-huh. And I'm sure that she is. Okay. Um and she's saying that she doesn't she hasn't found herself in a serious relationship and the men that she meets just pretty much aren't cutting it. Correct. I don't think that that's enough information. Oh, I definitely do. You think that's enough information? Yeah, absolutely. Now, this is your cue to say something ridiculous. No, no, it's not. She sounds like a friend of ours that we have that's going through the same incident. What are you talking about? Um, I don't want to throw her name out there. Of course you can. But what are you talking about? Mercedes. 
it seems like... Did you really just do that? Yes, it seems like the same... Do we have to cut this and freaking edit this out now? We don't edit anything, and now I think that we have to. No, all right. Well, let me... Why would you just do that? Because she said the same type of thing, and I'm explaining. Oh, my God. You could have winked. You could have drawn like a air M. I would have known who you were talking about. Okay. Well, she listens to Now I got to call her. What's up, Vince? But, all right, but let me me explain. And then you just gave her a nickname. I know, I know. What is wrong with you? All right. Well, let me explain, right? I don't think she have a problem. You know, she is. I'm so sorry. She sounds the same. She's very loyal. She's loving. She's fun to be around. She's pretty. She has a great head on her shoulders. I can vouch for all of those things. But she says, you know, she's looking for a guy that's, you know, really looking for taking it to the next level and not a guy that's just on some boy shit. And that's what she's. It sounds like the same with Alex. But let me let me explain to you what what I told Ben's and I'm going to tell this to Alex. Sometimes. Now th- Ben's a secret lover that we don't know about is realizing that he's just a secret lover and is doing and she's doing him the same way that dude in the last email was doing the nah, last email. Nah, she's good. She's good. <laughs> she's good. So anyway, I, re- I really think that I think that she has a checklist that's too much. And I think but that, she didn't say that. Okay, I'm so now let's an, okay. Let, listen, me let me just tell you how we're going to move forward. We are going to answer this email based on a whole bunch of assumptions. No, we're not. I'm, I'm a t- I, I know exactly what we're it is. You're assuming you know nothing. No, you only know what she, she wrote says, in that she email. She says she can't find the right guy. I'm going to tell her why. Because <laughs> she can't find the right guy because her checklist is too high. So I'm going to be the only one that's realistic here. I'm, I'm being honest. Like, and I told this to Ben's and I told this to Chili when Chili was looking for a man. It sounds like the three Chili, Chili. People. Yeah, Chili, Chili. <laughs> she was looking Chili from TLC when she was looking for a man. I told she her. She had she, that reality show where right. she was like, well, her her list was bananas. But Ben's list was bananas. And Ben's this, list is not bananas. See, now that's a dirty, dirty this, lie you just this, told. This list is going to be, I'm sure her list is bananas too. It's not. I think your checklist might be too high. Like, you're not going to find... Uh, Princess Omunda. That, 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 you're not gonna find. You're not gonna find homie from Wakanda. Mike, I, mean, I found you. Right, but I ain't perfect. But I'm, I, I don't expect you to be perfect. And you have you, you check off a lot of things on the list. And, I don't, and that's the truth. But I you mean, had to not mold to toot to your horn. But you had to mold me too. Like I, I, I was very flawish, and you molded me. Flawish. I, yeah, I'm using my own words. <laughs> Apparently, I, I was, I was flawed, no, but I, and I was fucked up. And no, but you, I you do molded think, me. I do think that if you catch a guy at the right point in his life where he's lived a little and he's matured and he knows who he is and what he wants and he outlives his, his insecurities, I think that that person can exist. Right. I, I mean, I do, but you just got to be realistic with yourself. I don't think you find a perfect guy. Right, of I don't course. think you find a perfect girl. Mm-hmm. I think that you find somebody that you like, that you enjoy, that you work on things that you need to work on. I like that. I mean, because if if it was about being perfect, shit, you would have left me shit, 15 years. Oh, no, Lord. <laughs> you left me 20 years ago. You left me when I was 17, 18, if that was the case. Uh, but, you know, you seen something in me that you loved and you were able to mold me into... It was a chemistry. The thing that I am. Right. So sometimes the chemistry is what should keep it in fixing each other to what you guys like is everything, you know? And mm-hmm. that's what I mean that sometimes your checklist is too high, you know? Oh, I want a, I want a man that puts out the red carpet when I walk. No. <laughs> you know, you want a man that treats you that you have chemistry with and if that's what you require as a female, you work on that. Babe, you know, I need you to open this door for me when I walk out the house. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. 
babe, I need you to walk. Babe, I need you to open this door for me. And 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 hit him the same way, babe. You know, I need. I, I want this. And then y'all mold each Give other. Give an example, babe. I want what? Um. Mm, all right. When we're in bed, I'm like, babe, I just want you to wear heels. Like, we're, we're nothing but heels. <laughs> that's not what I was going oh, that's for. not what you're talking about. Yo, why does everything have to go back to sex with you? Oh my gosh! Like, can you just, can you just ugh, be a little bit more original, okay. please? When I ask you questions I mean, like that, like honest. I'm really curious. I'm just being honest. All right. I know you're being honest, and that's the problem. That's legitimately where your mind goes. Okay, I mean, this is something small. When we first started dating, uh-huh. I would say, "Hold my left hand," right? And sometimes you grab my right hand, sometimes you grab my left hand. But I always wanted you to grab my left hand, so if I ever got into a problem, or ever got into beef, I'm right handed. Right hand I have my right hand is free to swim. That. That's mm-hmm. something small, but that's something that we worked on, and that's very minute. But that's something that I was into. Her, hold my left hand when we walk. Hold my left hand. So when when we walk, I have my right hand free. Right now, if we're you know at a top tier restaurant or diner or gala then it doesn't matter but if we're in the hood and or we're in this place where we're out in the public we're in the mall we're in the, in the mall, mall you'd be like hold my left hold hand. my left hand yeah because yeah. i need that right hand free and that's just something small mm-hmm. same thing with you you said when we first started talking we started going out you know you were like babe open this door for me you know i well i you know i i believe in men being chivalrous mm-hmm. And um, I like for a man to treat me like a lady. And I believe that women should make men feel like men. I think that, you know, there's a reciprocity that is necessary. That is my opinion. I know there are a lot of feminists that can be like, well, I'll open my own door. Why can't I open the door for him? You guys can feel that way. Right. Gia Casey wants a door opened for her. I want you to come around. I want you to open my car door. I want you to make sure that there is an umbrella in my car. Like you do things that make me feel as though you care about me and that you love me. And it makes me feel, I don't want to say babied because that's, I think that diminishes really what I'm talking about, but Mm -hmm. it makes me feel, you know, taken care of and, you know, I don't mean in um, a financial way. I'm not talking about buying things. It's just like little gestures that the brokest of broke person can do to make right. a girl really, really um, feel affectionate towards you. Absolutely. Like to really, I mean, things that you do like that makes me feel a certain kind of affection towards you. You know, that a guy that didn't do those things wouldn't. Right. You know, so. Um, so. Basically, I, I feel like you can train a man. So don't think that you're going to find that perfect man. If you have chemistry, like you said earlier, go with your chemistry. Go with your heart. And if there's things that, like even you said that you're flawed, Alex. Like, you know, if there's a little flawed, see if you can work on those things. And then if you can't, then you say, all right, well, this isn't working. Don't, you know, cut yourself too short because you say, oh, well, uh, well this is something that, that bothers me. Like, if a guy has bad breath, he probably has a cavity. <laughs> if you have chemistry, just say, babe. Let's go to the dentist together because I think you got a cavity. And that cavity being fixed could fix that whole relationship. But you might throw a man away because he has a little stinky breath and it just goes a, a, a bad cavity. A little stinky breath. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I, you know, I have things to say about that, but I won't. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, no, I do. I, I, I actually, I really like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You're saying don't focus on specifics when it comes to a relationship kind of toss the checklist out concentrate on the connection on the chemistry and work on everything else and i agree with you because the connection the chemistry 
that's the thing that you really can't put, you can't articulate that on the checklist. A lot of the other things that people will put, you know, honest, loyal, generous, considerate, thoughtful, blah, blah, blah. Those things you can find, you can find characteristics in people, but the connection you can't really um, account for. Right. So Alex, good luck. And hopefully we helped you. I think we did. I just want to say something. Mm. When we did talk um, to Ben's about this, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to address this email in the same way that I did when I was talking to Mercedes. No, no, no. I think what we should do is we should bring Ben's on a podcast one time <gasps> and talk about it because she's single and, and some of the things I that she looking for. That's a great idea. We'll talk about it on the podcast. That's what I think we should do. Oh, you were just about to get like finger guns on your head for cutting me off and telling me, no, we're not going to talk about what you want to talk about right now. But mm. then you just kind of brought it full no, circle. I think, I think and I, cool. I, lo- I love that. Yeah. Yes. Let's do that. Okay. All let's right. do that. If she's free next week, maybe next week. Okay. We'll try to get up here. All right. Cool. All right. Well, um, we appreciate you guys for riding with us and, and listening to us. And don't forget again, July 27th, our live show tickets are halfway gone. Uh, it's only been a week, so make sure you go out and get your tickets. It's SonyHall.com, SonyHall, H-A-L-L.com, and we would love to see you guys. It's Friday night. It's a date night, so it'll be us, the podcast. It'll be comedy after. We'll have an amazing time, so I can't wait to see you guys. Neither can I. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And that was another edition of The Casey Crew. Toodles! Toodles!